I was thinking after um, explaining stuff in emails to Dan that I should write up a PDF. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Were you yeah. thinking PDF? I wasn't thinking a PDF. I was okay. thinking either we just have, like, one of us has a text document that we copy-paste from, or we do, like, a page on a website. It's like, so you're going to be a guest on Clash of the Titans. This is why Reaper is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking that it should have a Clippy-style mascot. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Clashy. Clashy! That's so good. What does Clashy look like? Um, a moose. Okay. I have a moose head here on the wall. Oh, that's why you said, okay, that, that makes you saying the word moose make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also have a picture of a swan, so it could be a swan. It has to be something that's on the wall in my room. <laughs> okay. Why? Where else are you going to get ideas? I don't know. I guess I don't have anything on this wall that I'm looking at, so I have no ideas. I need to subscribe to that wall of your room magazine, but like the one that you get about your wall. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You having a good time, Dan? Fantastic. (laughs) Hi, Dan. Hello. Hi. So... I have to admit, um, I was not Google stalking you to Google stalk you. I was like looking at your, like trying to find your body of work. Okay. And in doing that, I saw something that made me hells of jealous. Oh gosh. Okay. Which was that um, you and your husband were married by Jane Wheedlin of the Go-Go's. We were. And she sang, she covered God Only Knows at your wedding. I sang with her actually. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, see, I'm like, now I can't get married because it's not going to be that cool. Well, she does that. It's something she just does. It's not like, oh, we, knew wow. her, it's not like we knew her personally or anything. Okay. Um, That's still really cool, though. Yeah. Um, my husband's been an enormous fan of hers since he was a kid. And wow. that was kind of the only thing he asked for in terms of the wedding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was, and I was like, so if I say no, like, <laughs> what will you do? And he was like, you know, cry. Um, so... Uh. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, she was really amazing. She came out the day before and we rehearsed. And I think she was a little nervous because I don't think she's used to playing with non-professionals. Oh, sure. Because uh, it was like me and my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law were kind of the band she was with. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. There's no telling what you, like, you could just bite her arm at any point. <laughs> Randomly. Exactly. She doesn't know. But it worked out fine. Yeah, we practiced awesome. for a couple of weeks leading up to it, and like the harmonies in God Only Knows are really weird. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I always wanted to learn. Always, I since Bioshock Infinite came out and had that awesome barbershop quartet cover. I wanted to learn one of the barbershop quartet parts for that. Yeah, yeah. And it's similar. The barbershop quartet. It might actually be, believe it or not, easier than the original. Mm. Um, yeah, I think you might be right. But, uh, yeah, so Uh, we did, like, four or five songs, and, yeah, she was amazing. That's great. I was very excited when Jenny screamed at me about this uh, uh, version of God Only Knows, and I tried to watch the video of it, 
but the audio was very bad. Yeah. So oh. I chose to let it exist perfectly in my imagination. In your head? Yeah. The yeah. one the one from Bioshock Infinite or the one from our wedding? The one from the wedding, yeah. Yeah, the audio is terrible. I, uh, yeah, that room was really echoey and there was just the one camera. It turns out somebody else put up a video that was much better. I don't know what happened. Oh. I will, oh, good. I will maybe try to find it. Yeah, we can put it in the show notes because we have show notes. Oh. We have show notes? <laughs> no. Should you yeah. have show notes? We maybe should have show notes. I'm supposed to write a um, summary for iTunes. Oh. I put that summary on the website, but I can't do a hyperlink in the oh, in the summary. summary? Oh. So I can put it at the bottom of the uh, website now. It says, also try, and there's a list of ancillary materials. Huh. Okay. So could you say, also try this YouTube video from Dan Rabapinto's wedding? <laughs> yeah. If we find the good version. If we find yeah. the good version. Sully the name of this website with a bad <laughs> YouTube video. No. I sully the name of Mr. Brian Wilson either. No. Certainly not. You know who else's name I want Sully? Ah, uh, no. Sully? <laughs> From Monsters Incorporated? Or a different Sully? I think, because there's a Sully on like NYPD Blue, right? I don't know. Or is this some sort of platonic Sully, like the the idea of Sully? <laughs> I really was saying the, the, the Sully. platonic Sully, but okay. in my mind, I'm pretty sure that he is a cop in New York, and he's bald. I was thinking that too. He's got to be Irish. Yeah, because Sully is short Sully. for yeah Solvar. <laughs> it's a little Sully, known yeah. fact. Yes. Uh, so is Sully oh. from Monsters Inc. Irish? I don't. Monster I, Irish. I don't know. Do, I mean, as far as where they come from, do they all come from wherever that monster region is, or are like, uh, it does the monster world map to our world geographically? We never see a uh, world map in those movies. We I never assume do. because if there if there were one on the screen at any point, I would have freaked out. <laughs> Wasn't there like a prequel though? Do they explain it in that? There oh. was a prequel. It was, was pretty good. It actually was, yeah. I was um, not expecting it to be as good as it was. It's the kind of prequel that you could um, show it to your kids in chronological order. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that would work out a lot better than certain other franchises. Mm. No, okay. <laughs> um, but I don't remember seeing a map in that one either. I don't remember either. I'm trying to remember if there are international monsters. Uh, well, they all speak English. They do. So they must be in monster British Isles. <laughs> Clearly. Which are shaped like the British Isles of our world, except that the first They're... and fourth has teeth. I was just going to say, they've got teeth. Yeah, pointy teeth. <laughs> That's the monster version of everything. It's yeah. like uh, you feminize things with a bow tie, you monsterize things with pointy teeth. You feminize things with a bow tie? Not a bow tie, a hair bow. I was going to uh, say. Which is you, like a bow tie, just yeah. in a different place. If you drag that, you know, drag and drop that bow thing around, mm -hmm. if it goes on the head, it's a girl. If it goes on the neck, 
then it's a classy, probably man. Uh-huh. Are there other variants, though? Like, if it drops to a leg or something, does that mean something? Ah, uh, I, I, I know there are, like, fancy garter belts. So if it's on your head, you're a woman. If it's on your leg, you're a fancy lady. Yes. I guess. <laughs> I was trying to think that, like, isn't that same bow shape? Like, if you click on the corner and you drag to make it bigger, mm-hmm. doesn't it start to look like something else? Um, bow tie. I'm trying to imagine a bow tie. Like the infinity symbol? Infinity. So. Uh, I know. If you put it in a bowl, it's pasta. Yes. And that's delicious. Yeah. Well, it's actually, and that name is Farfalla, which is just butterfly, so it looks like a butterfly. Oh! Okay. Okay. Sure. Butterflies. Also feminine. Yep. I I disagree. Really? Um, Because there are man butterflies. Sure. Sure. But in connection to human beings, like, it's generally, it's like unicorns. Exactly. Okay. I guess. <laughs> um, I have a friend who, like, finds caterpillars out in the woods and takes them home and raises butterflies and moths. Huh. So are That's they... Crazy. It, is she sexing the caterpillars? Um, it's... She... I want to make it clear that sexing here means determining Identifying, yes, yes. Yeah. That's exactly. a given. We understand. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how to sex a caterpillar or a butterfly either. or a moth or the thing that a moth starts out as. Is that also a caterpillar? Oh, is that a caterpillar? I don't know. I... Ryan, you're the linguist. Uh, yeah. So I'm not an entomologist. No. Mutually exclusive domains. <laughs> wait, wait. There's wait. no overlap. One can't simultaneously be an etymologist and an entomologist? It's oh, impossible. It's too confusing. Good one. <laughs> so I are had we, to sign something. Are we recording a podcast? Yeah, this is the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to podcast Clash of Titans. <laughs> Ryan Veter M. Jenny Paladna R. Guest we having? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Ryan's gonna um, splice all these words together in a different order later. It's part of his very involved editing process. Oh goodness! Um, yeah. So Dan, I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Say your last name out loud. Ravapinto. See. See. There we go. Yeah. I, I had just, no idea I you edited it. that back onto when you said the rest of your name. Oh, so okay. It fits together seamlessly. Mm-hmm. I, and being on the other side of the curtain, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, it probably sounded like we were all just saying words in order while recording this. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not at all true. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Right. Make sure you come back. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes and the Twitter. Yeah, no, but I just want to interject something here. Yes? I don't, actually. But you can cut that in later. But, yeah. Yeah. It's important to get all of those sentences Mm. 
lined up at the beginning. So I disagree. I need, <laughs> I need a few different versions of that for all the different times that you're going to disagree. What are you even talking about? Sure. Are you on crazy pills? <laughs> Am I the only sane person on this podcast? Never has anyone even <laughs> considered that idea. Oh, it's... Because there is no sane person on this podcast. Thank God. <laughs> we should have a sane guest. Oh, oh, this is a good segue to what game we're playing. <laughs> yeah. would, Dan, would do you, you want to tell us what game we're playing? Oh, we're playing Slouching Towards Bedlam. Yay! Yay! Although that does bring up a question. Um, yeah. Because there are actually two versions of it. Oh, goodness. Uh, there's the original and the 10th anniversary edition. Um, okay. But there's so really... give us give us the whole history first so that the listeners understand what we're getting into. Sure. Um, so the game was originally written in 2003, which, you know, was before dinosaurs roamed the earth, or at least the internet. <laughs> um, and uh, it was part of the interactive fiction competition for that year. Uh, and I had entered back in like 97 and then like never entered again. Um, and was talking with my friend star and we came up with an idea and we worked through it and we put it up and it did pretty well. That's um, awesome. And then 10 years passed and I put out another one. So uh, basically the first one's in informed six and the second one's in informed seven. Oh, so I don't know which one produces more interesting serial numbers to read aloud, which, oh. which might be the defining, you know, Ooh. point of choice. I don't think we've had an informed. I don't six think we thing. have had an informed six thing. I, I think maybe we should do that one because it did win IF comp, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, and a couple XYZZYs. Nice. You call them XYZZYs, not Zizzies. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that, that's how I type it. I don't know. Do people Jenny, say what do you say? I say zizzies. Oh, okay. I say zizzies. I am outvoted. Dan, you're fired. I'm fired. <laughs> um, they are not zizzies. I don't know. I call them XYZZYs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when you're abbreviating the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, what do you call that? Uh, the SNES? Okay. See, I would argue that that is correct, and people who say sneeze are wrong. Or SNES. SNES, yeah. I knew a girl who said SNES in uh, middle school. Ooh. She was terrible for other reasons. <laughs> I think that's sufficient for being terrible is just saying yeah. that. It's definitely predictive, right? Sure. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's an indication of horribleness. Uh -huh. I think that was actually the first thing she said in my presence. And then... <laughs> like... She just walked up to you, whispered the word SNES, and, and walked away. Um, yes, but what happened after that was <laughs> this montage where she's falling down and turning around and mm -hmm. growing like horns and bat wings. Mm -hmm. And then she lands on the ground and looks up and her eyes are completely white. Wow. That must have been very scary for you. It happens. Well, this in... was over the course of years. Oh, okay. But it also <laughs> happens in middle school more than you'd think. <laughs> More than you'd think if you haven't been to middle school. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For, for those of us who have seen middle school, then we know that it's all demon transformations all the time. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. There's, it's, and I think it might be just a uniquely American thing. 
Yeah. Do you think so? Well, it's I, I'm reminded of uh, I saw the original Queer as Folk at a film festival. Oh no, no, it mm-hmm. wasn't Queer as Folk. It was um, it was another British gay show. <laughs> um, uh, I, think was, uh, I, I think it was Metrosexuality, and uh, oh. the guy who wrote it was doing a Q and A. And at one point, they were asking questions about the characters being in high school and stuff. And he just sort of looked at the audience and sort of, as a whole, just looked at us and said, "None of you really get over high school, do you?" That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. And I think that's particularly American. I don't think other countries have quite the same mm. baggage. Are other yeah, countries' high to... schools as terrible informative as ours are? I, I think it's expectations, honestly. I think it's one too many movies and one too many TV mm. shows about this being the best time in your life, which is an awful, awful thought. Yeah. Yeah, hey, you know how you get shoved in a locker every other day? It's all downhill from this, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to be as happy as you are right now. That's crazy horror right there. Yeah. We need someone to just go into high schools and say, hey, that's not actually true. And then burn the high school down. (laughs) That's what I think. Opinions. Do we we lose Ryan? I'm getting really introspective right now. Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) We lost Ryan, but only metaphorically. (laughs) Um... So this is the podcast where Ryan is introspective. I remember it as a series of ups and downs. I remember it like a wave on the beach. <laughs> like literally making that noise or? <laughs> Your high school was um, on a beach. Like, instead of having a building, they just had a stretch of sand with desks. You know what the uh, dress code was? No. Aloha shirts. (laughs) Grass skirts. Coconut bra. Um, No, No, coconut bra is too distracting. That, yeah... I could go off on a whole thing about dress codes in high schools. (laughs) But it it would be a waste of time. Okay. Should we stop you from doing that? I'm waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Someone stop him. Ryan! You guys have the guts to stop me? Um, From reminiscing about non-existent beach high school? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) yes i do (laughs) okay sharp focus everybody what are we doing uh playing a game playing a game let's play the inform six version yes okay those banner headlines look like yeah no that'll be interesting okay so we're doing old school okay so i i think i have the right one set up that reminds me of high school Uh uh-oh beach (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so are we ready to start we've been ready to start for a while we just couldn't admit it to ourselves <laughs> okay 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 okay
Uh, and and as a disclaimer, I cannot do English accents, so I'm not going to attempt to. Okay, that's totally fine. Yeah. Okay, I guess we're starting. Yay! <laughs> Clunk. Starting what? Slouching towards Bethlehem. Cool. Clunk. The rotating tin cylinder within the phonograph vibrates slightly as a brass needle scrapes against it. The sound of a throat being cleared emerges from the machine's horn shell speaker, followed by a thin, haunting voice. March the 16th. A deep, shaky breath. I dread to say it, but I believe I am going mad. The moments come more frequently now. I fear that I have found what I have sought, and I shall now pay the price for it. The scrape of a chair across flagstone. A sigh. Chaos treads the halls of Bedlam. Her work is evident everywhere. Slouching towards Bedlam. An entry in the ninth Annual Interactive Fiction Competition. Copyright 2003 by Starcy Foster and Daniel Rebepinto. First-time players should type about. Credits are available via credits. Release 1. Serial number 030925. Inform version 6.21. Library six tenths. Wow. Wow. Six, six tenths. tenths. Yep. And there's no N after it? Nope. Wow. I, I wonder they, what the N means. I think it's natural language. I think oh. it's for, uh, Yeah. At least I think so. Okay. Office. That makes sense. That would make sense. <laughs> Office. A massive cedar desk, well polished and worn, looks elegantly out of place among the chaos. Papers, files, books cover nearly every flat surface in the room. There is a phonograph on the table near the window. A black cube on wheels sits near the door to the south. Okay. It's all coming back to me. Uh-huh. Like, remember how great that black cube was? That was a pretty good cube. Can we <laughs> examine it? Is, is that an official? Yes. Okay. Dan, examine that cube. We are examining the cube. Not a box, but a cube. There is no hinge. A fine grid is engraved on its top, dividing it into a myriad of tiny squares. The cube sits on four black rubber wheels, attached by a set of brass leggings that seem capable of telescoping downward. The only other feature of note is a small emerald set in its side, beneath which is a plaque with the inscription Triage Mark III. The phonograph continues to play. I discredit my profession, examining madness as if the world were a fluent thing, and sanity as malleable as the warm wax of a candle. Dang it. Dang it. Mm. This is where I got the idea to have uh, text that uh, runs on automatically while you're doing stuff in the room. Oh. And I can never get it to work because players just type wait, wait, wait oh. over and over again. Really? Yeah. That's, huh. that's how it came out in your testing? Yeah, like in Taco Fiction, um, there's the uh, the video feed that's supposed to, and it doesn't actually make any sense because there's no sound. Right. So um, that's part of why I failed, where you succeeded, because oh. your game won I have come. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh. I will say, having played Taco Fiction, the problem is the video is too interesting. <laughs> I'm serious because if it okay. were if it were kind of boring, you could do other stuff and have it going in the background. But I remember when I played, I was like, "Oh, dude, what the heck are they doing?" 
Yeah, I think mm. I was too. And I was also like, I am going to need to pay attention because this looks important. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, I forgive you. Uh, also, didn't Taco Fiction win IF Comp? It may have. <laughs> Just checking. We don't like to um, brag a lot about how our games won IF Comp. I know, that's why you have me. <laughs> um, did we ever say that Violet won IF Comp? Oh, did we? I don't know if we did. That's because we um, focus more on a game's merits and bugs <laughs> and not on his uh, pedigree external validation sure yeah um so so let's examine the desk okay examine desk how many drawers do you think it has do you Ooh, wanna, do you if it has more board? than one i mean it might have more than one because this game won if comp <laughs> it might have like two okay Examine desk. <laughs> a deep green blotter dotted with black ink stains sits in the center of the desk, mostly covered by files and papers. On one side of the blotter, oh, one side of the blotter seems slightly higher than the other. The corner of a sandalwood box is visible beneath a stack of thick folders. The de desk contains a large central drawer which is currently closed. The secret lays heavily on both my mind and heart. I have told no one. I despair a second opinion would confirm my worst suspicions. I have secured all my knowledge of these events within the mechanical assistant left by my predecessor. It was my hope that it would allow me to see the situation from a new perspective and help me discover the key to my salvation. So you were right. It's just one. Hey! Open hey! It, the drawer. Open drawer. The large central drawer opens, revealing a manual and a flanged brass rod. Alas, it has been to no avail. While I have found the entry mode easy enough, and the thing seems filled with information regarding the hospital down to the point of minutia, it seems helpless in the face of analyzing my current situation. Okay. Okay, so we've got a lot of interesting things. Lots yeah. of little bits and stuff. This is almost too much to keep track of in my head, but mm -hmm. I think we can do it. So there's the box, there's whatever's under the blotter, there's the flanged rod, which we totally need to pick up. So maybe we should just examine it and then take it right away. Dang it, Jenny, you and your flanges. I like flanges. Wait, no, I'm thinking of flan. <laughs> Actually, I think that's flan. Oh, well, never mind. Flans are the <laughs> flan-like monsters from <laughs> Dragon Quest or whatever that was. They are. Wait, is that Dragon Quest? Oh, yeah, they're kind of gooey gel monster things. Uh. But they're not slimes because those are... Those are cuter. I... Yeah, mm. they're, those yeah, are tiny okay. little, usually blue dot things, like drop yes. things. Uh, anecdote. I saw someone with a bumper sticker that said G-R-N-S-L-M and I was like, oh, Green Slime, a Dragon Quest fan. And I went, oh, no, they have a baseball bumper sticker. I bet that's Grand Slam. And then I was just disappointed and angry the entire rest of the Wait, day. Wait, was it a bumper sticker or was it a... Oh, a license, license plate. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, thing on back of car. Yeah. That yeah. is too bad for Dragon Quest fans who can't get that license plate now because some I know. baseball fan took it. Mm. I hope they can still get Blue Slime. King Slime. Uh-huh. Metal, <laughs> metal, metal Slime. slime. 
Um, oh, take the flangey thing. Okay. Oh, wait, no, we were going to examine it. We were going to yeah. examine it first. So examine flanged rod. A short rod of brass with a flange at one end, engraved with a six, and a series of tines at the other, perpendicular to the shaft. It's a key. Why'd you call it a rod? It's a key. <laughs> Uh, it may be that I have simply not found that by which this growing mystery may be unlocked. Perhaps by suggesting, uh, subjecting the triage to further experimental data, it may find something that I have missed, but I have little faith left at this point. And yeah, it's a key-like object. Okay, let's take it. <clears throat> take Rod. Taken. The sound awesome. of a chair creaking. I have found a blessing in James. He has been nothing but kind and helpful in my short time here. I find myself wondering if perhaps he can be trusted enough to, but how can I punish him with this knowledge? A sigh. But how can I bear it alone? Mm. Yeah, someone's having problems. A little bit. Yeah. This yeah. Tone, this game's tone um, mm -hmm. runs counter to our approach <laughs> to really text adventures. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. It's a downer. There's, uh -huh. a, there's a tension here. Mm -hmm. And you know who's going to come out on top? Uh, Ryan and Jenny. Woo! Woo! All right, are we going to beat the boss? Yeah. <laughs> going to fire the laser into its mouth. Oh, yeah. Wait, aren't I the boss? Oh, you that's right, the you're boss. the boss. Uh-huh. So we're firing lasers into my mouth? Yes. Sorry, Dan. I was, <laughs> I was not made aware of this when I signed up. <laughs> we'll make sure that Clashy says so on the PDF for future guests. <laughs> for, future, for future victims. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're trying to dodge lasers being fired into your mouth. Can I help you? No, Clashy wouldn't help the boss. Clashy's on our side. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Clashy. You we look like you're trying to dodge lasers. Ha, 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 ha. Ah, Clashy, you're the best swan moose. <laughs> Um, slash whatever else is on Ryan's yes. wall. We've <laughs> established that there's Winona Ryder. Oh, oh goodness. Wow. Winona Ryder, Swan, Moose. Wow. Clashy just got sexy. <laughs> Winona Ryder was in Black Swan, right? I don't know. Was the mom or something? Was she? No, she know. was the mom in Star Trek. Oh, Wow. I don't like this actress's nearish my age playing moms thing. Well, that's a. Uh, did you see the. Uh, what is it? Um, I can't remember her name. She's a comedian with a show. Um, she did a skit about aging actresses and how, like, there's this scary jump. Like, um, who was the mom in Run Forest? Run Forest Gump. Oh! Sally oh, yeah. Field? Sally Field. And she was like his love interest in the previous movie he was in. <laughs> oh, man. Like she went from love interest to mom in the span of one uh -huh. movie. Well, it's the Mother Maiden Crone thing. There's no... Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so we've got a lot of other stuff in this room. Should we check out what's under the blotter? We got to get the manual out of the. Oh yeah. Do you want to examine desk. the manual first, or just take it? Yeah, sure. Let's look at it. I'm afraid if we examine it, then it'll just show us the entire text of the manual. <laughs> just know, examine it synonymous with read. I had that same fear. It could be. I don't know how I implemented it. Do you want to risk it, or do you want to take the book? 
if if it's if it says all the text of the manual, then we can just ignore you and then hit undo. So okay. go ahead. Okay, so examine manual. No skin off my nose. Oh gosh darn it, it did. Okay. Hey, I, okay. I am undoing. Okay. Um, well, I, no, because we need to know what it says. Well, yeah, we should we will, know a little will, something about what this book we're taking we'll is. We'll take the book and then read the book. Okay. Okay. Oh, although, interestingly enough, when you undo, you get a strange message. So should I read <gasps> that? Oh, yes. So when you click undo, when you type undo, it says office, and then it says back, yes, I'm turning undo, back slip, slip line reverse. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Weird and gross. Right. <laughs> so get manual. Taken. Uh, a sudden noise as if something wooden being struck comes through the phonograph. No, I can trust no one in the end, not even James. Perhaps soon, not even myself. And do you want to examine the manual? Yeah. Okay. So when you examine the manual, a new screen comes up, a, ma- uh, a menu. Oh, okay. And at the top it says... Triage Personal Analytical Engine Operator's Manual Mark III. Uh, the manual has several headings. Uh, so one option is cover. The next one is the future is now. A brief catalog. Analysis mode. Optional expanded input mode. Okay. Um, it, it's my opinion, and uh, you guys can tell me if you agree or disagree, although I think we know what will come from Jenny. <laughs> we um, do? That um, we could uh, save the trouble of um, reading all this if we um, explain to the listeners that triage is like Siri on wheels. Ooh. And skip to the um, more important, or important, the more complicated parts of the manual. Okay. Does yeah. that sound good? It's be- Well, it's Siri with a monocle, though, because oh, yeah. it's steampunk. <laughs> You know, so with a top hat and a monocle, but yeah, mm-hmm. but Siri. So the, when it says the future is now, I think like... that's, that, so there's the cover, which just sort of describes it. The future is now is like a, um, it's an advertisement, honestly. Um, it's like one glance at the triage line of personal analytical engines will show them to be the finest now available. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's basically a sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, is triage all caps like it stands for something? Uh, it's printed in triage. Uh, it's printed in triage. It's printed in capitals in the text, but it doesn't stand for anything. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I used it as uh, the French word for sort, um, which, as I understand it, is how it was used when you know the medical term was made. Okay. Um, so I th- think that's how I came up with it. Um, actually, triage came from another game that never got written. Hmm. Okay, go into that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let me see. Oh, goodness. I can't remember. There's a, there's a, am I allowed to Google stuff so I can remember things? Yeah. I Googled whether Sully was Irish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's like, it's an, uh, what was it called? Uh, it's a PS2 game. It's an on-rail shooter that was like anime based, um, that sort of inspired it. Uh, Elemental Gear Bolt. That was it. Um, so in Elemental Gearbolt, there's this little anime that plays at the beginning of the game that shows this androgynous person going up to these ruins with this box that floats behind him. 
Um, and the box is never sort of explained or anything, but he sort of touches the ruins and the story of the game you're about to play comes out of it. Um, and so I had been writing this game about, it just inspired this idea of like magical ruins and archeologists that investigate them. And there was kind of a magical version of triage that followed you about and helped you with stuff. And was it also a box? It was a box. Yeah. Uh, the, so in the Ravapinto universe, there's this recurring theme of boxes <laughs> oh, that form. You're but, the box guy. But it only showed up in one of my games, so I can't be the box guy. If I do mm. another game about boxes, maybe then, but I only have one. Yeah. Hey, you're whatever guy they say you are, apparently. <laughs> well, it's so true. But you are not they. So, Or are you, are you saying <laughs> I'm whatever guy you say I am? If you're allowed to say, I'm pretty sure Riot is the rat guy and he should just accept that, <laughs> then I am going to say that you are the box guy. But you said you were the rat guy. No, I said I don't want to be the rat guy. But then you accepted it later on the podcast. No, I didn't. I don't remember that. <laughs> we have okay, recorded listeners. evidence. <laughs> Read back. Get a clip of Ryan accepting his rat guyness. <laughs> yes, please. At this point, you have to edit in the clip uh-huh. of you accepting it. Send it to us at typeins at typeins.typeins. That's not real. But I bet we could get typeins to be a TLD. Ooh. Typeins.cool. <laughs> typeins.sunglass emoji. <laughs> okay. So now can we see what's under the blotter? Sure. We haven't finished reading the manual. Oh, uh, so can okay. we... I will, I will, I will, I will summarize. Um, thank you. There's the brief catalog which talks about the fact that uh, Triage has an, a panoptical scanner in the Emerald. Uh, it talks about, like, it can analyze things. Uh, the Triage line is now capable of analyzing, compiling, and storing literally thousands of pieces of information simultaneously. Uh, it... Um, it can communicate with a compact yet expansive 16 by 8 symbol display, each uh, one capable of displaying any one of 36 characters. Um, it has an analysis mode. Uh, it's the default and most important mode of operation. It will follow its operator of its own accord once you turn it on. Uh, all you have to do is uh, make the system aware of particular subjects in the environment for analysis and storage. This can be accomplished by simply pointing or gesturing to the object in question. Uh, and its store data is organized as category, utility, and particulars. Um, what category is the object? What utility does it have? And is there anything interesting about it? This is really cool. Yep. So we should be pointing at stuff? Yeah. Point at me. Wait, we, it's not turned on. Oh, so do you yeah, wanna, let's turn it on. Do you want to close the book? Uh, yeah, we're done with this book. Okay, so it comes back out. And interestingly enough, apparently, like, closing the book makes time pass. I didn't ah, realize that. Uh, that's cool. So it redescribes the room you're in, and the phonograph keeps playing. Uh, I must stop oh. here. I feel the faintness coming once again. A scraping noise, a click. May God have mercy upon my soul. Uh, so we are back out. So did you okay. want to try turning triage on? Or... Yeah. Okay. We'll get to the blotter in like half an hour. <laughs> so how are you going? Do you want to just type 
turn on triage or yeah I'm, I, I can't I, I think there might be a trick to it but we have to try the oh, obvious version I was clever enough to implement this apparently Ooh. Hey. Um, so from within the device comes a sharp clunk followed by a gentle humming the emerald blinks slowly once twice then glows steadily the grid of squares which makes up the thing's screen pivot back and forth seemingly at random causing ripples of motion across its surface with a sudden purpose, they begin to flip, revealing hundreds of tiny symbols engraved on their surfaces. The squares continue for a moment, then begin to settle line by line, like a fall of rain into a pattern. Uh, and this is another one of those weird text things. So basically, it's printing Triage's surface in a 16 by 8 character grid. Uh, and the character grid currently reads, Init, cycle, comp, mill, unit, online, store, decrypt, compress, boot, stack, Comp Op System, Unit Version 3, Reg, Dr. Simon Brand, Set Mode Analyze. Having reached the end of the cylinder, the phonograph shuts itself off with a tiny click. Okie dokie. Okay. Um, so you wanted to point... point oh yeah, point at me, yeah. Point at me. The emerald flickers from head to toe before returning cat living... Dot, dot, dot. Catastrophic error A042. Category index out of range. Stack overflow. Particulars ID equals Dr. Thomas Xavier, current operator. Thomas Xavier. Thomas Xavier. Okay. So we we're, we're are a human of some sort of stack overflow type. Right. <laughs> it, it tried categorizing you and had an out of index error. Yeah, baby. You better believe it. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, and then, um, oh, point at key. I want it to tell it me that it's a key. <laughs> point at key. No such thing can be seen. Point, Ooh, at, point rod. at rod. Uh, a small beam of green light lashes over the flanged brass rod as Trios screen lights up. Category, non-living tool, utility, key, unlock device, particulars, ID equals panopticon key corridor six, upper, place in panopticon, stand to activate access. Nice. Huh. Triage okay. is very helpful. Triage is rad. Um, and obviously represents, or seems to represent, quite a bit of programming finesse. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, No. Really? Yeah. Uh, triage is really simple. Um, so from an OO standpoint, um, I, I don't really remember how I implemented it in Inform 6, but I do remember how I did it in Inform 7. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, you just say every object has something called its analysis. And you write the analysis when you make the object. And then when triage analyzes it, you just print the analysis of the object. Okay. Okay. So it's like... The notes in Robin and Orchid. I don't know if Wait. I played that. It ha is a game with notes in it that okay. take the form of a cube that follows you around. <laughs> Seriously? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> they take the form of a notebook. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure if it's like, I think it might be a notebook, but with a bunch of extra pieces of loose, loose leaf shoved in there. Oh, that's kind of how I picture it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because a character who's not present in the game has compiled notes about every object in the game 
for you to consult. Okay. Yeah. And it's like a sort of triage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you just uh, you associate an analysis of each object and then um, triage just prints it out. And then there's That's a little fair. bit of fiddling with the code to say, you know, insert random description of it and analyzing it and then print out the name of the object it's analyzing. Okay. And since you're already thinking about what this object is, it's not that much extra work to add the analysis when you're making the object. Right. The hardest part, honestly, was the formatting. Oh, because it's fixed width font? Yeah. And 16 by whatever? 16 mm. by 8, I think, yeah. And I had to, like, cut... It, it's, it looks really weird. Like, certain words are, are shrunken. Like, our, our spaces are left out just to make stuff fit and things like that. Yeah, our listeners aren't getting the full experience. No. It's rad, just trust us. <laughs> um, okay, let's look under the blotter okay. at long last. Yay! Look under blotter. Beneath the blotter is a small key easily taken. It carries a small tag labeled 2D. Well, let's, let's take that key. I mean, it's easily taken. Yeah, it seems like the kind of key that someone would want to hide, though. Take key. Mm -hmm. One cannot take what one already has. Ugh, take the under the other key. How are we going to do this? No, no, I think you have it. I think the easily taken... Oh, easily, easily taken. taken means we just shoop. Uh-huh, okay. Because I thought clearly. it meant they were, we already had taken the rod. Right. Which is why yeah. I think we called it a rod, to stop confusion from uh, the other key. Uh, you didn't go with the iron key, brass key, <laughs> wooden key, glass key, glass key, ice key. What other kinds of keys lava, are there? Lava key. key. Yeah. Monkey. Yeah. Uh, donkey. 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 Uh, um... <laughs> Sandwich key. Yeah, uh, but does that unlock a sandwich, or is it a key that is a sandwich? Both. Wait. Yeah. But then, is it is it elephants all the way down? <laughs> yep. You so, unlock the sandwich with the sandwich, revealing a sandwich. <gasps> no, 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 sandwich. It's I. Went, I, I went the which did you mean the sandwich, <laughs> the sandwich, or the sandwich? Take all. Eat all. <laughs> See, I went the opposite way, because since the key itself is a sandwich, that implies that that sandwich has a key. Whoa. Oh, so you have to unlock the, the key before mm -hmm. you use the key to unlock the sandwich. Oh, man. <laughs> we could be on the verge of designing another Eye of Comp winning game here. <laughs> we could yeah, be. have a Pinto sandwich recursion. Sandwich recursion is a great band name, though. Or like a Star Trek episode title, The Sandwich Recursion. Oh. You would have to put the in front of it, yes. Yes. So I think there is a sandalwood box that we have not done anything with. Would you like to examine that? I would like to examine it. <clears throat> Look at sandalwood box. Uh, it is unexceptional, uh, perhaps one hand breadth wide by three long. On its lid is a white paper label. Written upon it in a fine copper plate are the words journal, uh, volume four, January through April, oh, sorry, 1855. Okay. Okay. Oh, is it like we look up dates in it? 
Uh, it's just a box with a a thing uh, with a label written on it. So you. Can oh, I want to open the box to get at the insides. Open box. Uh, the sandalwood box opens, revealing a tin cylinder labeled January eighth, a tin cylinder labeled January twenty second, and a tin cylinder labeled March second. So it is not a book. No, it's no. a box. It's a box with cylinders in it. Yep. Audio logs. And oh, we're back man. to Star Trek. <laughs> Diane? Um, did you notice that in TNG, at least, the star dates are four and then the season number? Really? No! Yes. No, I had no idea. They always seem like made-up numbers. Yeah. On the original series, they were all made-up numbers, and they didn't make any sense. <laughs> I bet that really bothered people. Um, yeah, it's yeah. bothering me right now. <laughs> but um, the problem with the TNG system is if apparently um, uh, 41000 or whatever is a year after 40000 or whatever, then these star dates only go back 40 years. Mm. So not even all the way back to the original series when they were still using the rolled 2d20 right. system of i mean but there's i mean as much as i love star trek it was it, particularly tng was sort of the first series i ever really followed mm. um, i was in junior high when it started um th- i mean there's 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 problems with that show <laughs> beyond the star you know date um if, if you start thinking about anything on it, everything kind of falls apart. <laughs> no, give us another example. Uh, okay, so they basically have um, iPads. Everybody has iPads. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Why do I have to physically give you an iPad when I'm giving you a report? <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed that? Like, whenever they turn in a report, they're literally <laughs> handing an iPad to the other person. Is the a... Wi-Fi on the Enterprise just went down and nobody knows how to fix it. Right. <laughs> Is there a That's pile fun. of those, like, under Picard's <laughs> desk? Yeah, it's someone's job to erase them every night and hand out fresh <laughs> ones in the morning. Right. <laughs> That's funny. There's all kinds of stuff like that. It's, it's not good. I love the show, but, yeah, it, it, it has problems. Well, you should do um, your own podcast, Dan, like a Go Bayside of, you know, Go Bayside, the podcast where April Richardson deconstructs each episode of Saved by the Bell. Oh, gosh. And uh, you could do that with TNG and just um, delight in all of its ridiculousness. I would put that in my podcast feed reader. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. For serious. Because there's a lot. There's a lot that's, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I look forward to that. And now, um, it is our job to beat the game, take out the cylinders, and put them in the phonograph, mm-hmm. so we can listen to this guy's other problems. Okay. <laughs> well, you could do something like sit around and wait, 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 which would be very annoying to some people. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> or we can play one and then keep doing stuff while it plays in the background. That sounds oh, great. Wow. I would love to play a game that did that. Okay. So I think I implemented just play 
So I'm going to try play um, January 8th, which is the first one in the box. Oh, except I can't type. January 8th. Yes! Wow! I'm, that's really neat. We implemented this. Um, so, first removing the cylinder already in the phonograph. The ivory arms slide easily apart, and the cylinder leaves the phonograph with a slight click. Nestled carefully into the phonograph's waiting ivory arms, the tin cylinder labeled January the 8th begins to play. January the 8th. I am uncertain if this entry is made in joy or sorrow. I have just received word from Dr. Yates that I am to be promoted. I am uncertain if that term is the correct one. In any case, it seems that there has been an incident with Bethlehem's current superintendent, and a replacement is required. I have been chosen for the position, at least in the short term. Oh, okay. So um, let's look at the blotter. Look at blotter. A standard office blotter, its surface well used and covered with stains. It is fairly obvious... Oh, oh sorry. Uh, the recording... Don't go ahead. Oh, okay. It is fairly... <laughs> it is fairly obvious what has prompted this move. I have moved too far, too fast, and in doing so have displeased the powers that be. While uh, Yeats has supported my unorthodox theories well enough, he has warned me often that I cannot sh- oh, he cannot shield me from all of the backlash that may occur. I do not believe that his using this as a way to tell me of my transfer was entirely unconnected. Um, inventory. Inventory. Uh, carried. A tin cylinder labeled March 16th. A small key labeled 2D. A manual. A flanged brass rod. Bedlam seems both purgatory and paradise at this moment. I remember the history of the place well enough, of the governor's decision to renovate the site in 15, and the slow implementation of Urquhart and Bentham's now infamous Panopticon plan. In the end, it was nothing more than a final stab at respectability for the site, which has now languished as a home for the hopeless, the poor, and the criminally insane for almost 20 years. Um, examine me. Examine me. That's rather difficult without a mirror. Mm. What do my legs look like? (laughs) Right. But the technology. Yeats told me of a visit he took in the 30s when the place was still open as part zoo, part living drama. I paid little attention to his description of the patient's conditions and instead seized upon the description of the central tower and its prism viewer by which the entire complex could be overseen by a single man, the massive archives with their engine-run filing system. Now I shall see it with my own eyes, and I am both happy and sad at the thought. Hmm. Examine to... legs. Examine legs. <laughs> there is nothing visibly special about the wheels. I think it's... Uh, oh, the triage's legs. The triage's legs. So you can see triage's legs, but not your own. So this is like a first-person shooter. You have no okay. legs. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I, I see ha- my gun? <laughs> Uh, I have but a fortnight to prepare for the move. Uh, it has been made clear to me that this is a test. I must prove myself good, quiet, and respectable in the eyes of the governors. With luck, I shall be back at Bedfordshire within half a year's time, ready to take over when the good doctor announces his retirement. So, um, if these... What was the year on uh, the tins? The tin year cylinders? is 1855. year is 1855. Okay. Um, this new doctor came in in January, and by March, he was already despondent and problems. Uh-huh. Super problems. Yeah. Um, but that's the other guy whose name is, I don't remember his name, and we're Charles Xavier. 
<laughs> Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... The Bedlam Home for Young Mutants. Right. Oh. Yeah. Actually, so, I think that is partly where the name came from, because... Oh, nice. Well, Star and I, we, we, we kept referring to him as Dr. X, because we never named him. Mm. Oh, okay. And then when it came time to name him, we just named him an X name, because he was already Dr. X. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're coming up on an hour of recording time. And okay. we haven't left the first room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan, do you think that this is a, a game that we can finish on this podcast? It's possible. Um, we can maybe summarize some of this rather than just listening to all of them and, um, and maybe just start moving around and see what's going on. Uh, yeah. Okay. And um, let's, it's a game let's of, try to move with a, a view toward progress and let the listeners... Uh, do all the deep digging on their own when they play this game, which yeah. they should play on their own. Yes, right. you can. You are absolutely encouraged to fire up this game and play it yourself and read through the entirety of the triage manual. Right, and there are multiple endings, so we can. I mean, we could literally reach one right now in one move, but we won't do That's that. That's true. We could, but that would be horrible spoilers. Right. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about, listeners. Although one of my testers found that. Right oh really? Immediately, I think she was just fooling around. Uh huh. And she wrote me, and she's like, "I beat your game in like three moves." <laughs> oh, is it if you type "die"? Because uh, we did that on Hamish's. It's sort of like that, but yeah. We'll type "die." Uh, okay, I don't think that's actually it, but uh, actually, "die" is a, a synonym with "quit," so it's asking oh. me if I want to quit. Uh, quit, leave, done. <laughs> no. No. No, Is that don't. default to inform six? I have no idea. I don't think I did that on that's, purpose. That's interesting. Okay. So, um, do we want to leave the room? Yeah, let's leave the yeah. room. Yeah. So we've got oh. some keys. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to leave the phonograph playing, and just as a summary, um, he moves into his apartment. Um, he has mixed feelings about it because there's a hanging that's going on as he's being taken in. Um, and uh, his apartment is, is like sort of in the shadow of the, uh, uh, the gallows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's he, probably really cheap though. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, he sets up a, I'm trying to remember what the heck it's called. It's basically like a radio um, in his apartments and is having trouble with it. And so he goes out to a nearby shop to find pieces for it. The Radio Shack. Exactly. But the British Radio Shack. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. And, and some background stuff. So we can see. The Radio Lorry. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so we are going to go south, which I believe is the only, <laughs> the only exit from the room. And now more weird stuff is going to happen, if I remember correctly. Okay. Oh, wow, a whole mass of text just appeared. Okay. Oh, my gosh. South. Lobby. Mass of text, too. <laughs> Lobby. Sounds like Mass Effect. Mass We're not going to pay your game any respect, sir. Sorry. That's totally fine. I don't pay it any respect either. Um, south. Lobby. Uh, the walls and floor are a clinical white tile and marble. However, the dim lights set above this echoing space hiss and pop fitfully giving the small maze of desks and workspaces within a tarnished, decaying look. 
A set of solid gates lie open and unlocked to the east and west. A small corridor runs northward, and from the south, the bright light of day is visible through a set of glass doors. Behind the most prominent desk sits a nervous young man. Triage silently approaches. The young man looks up, and the corners of his mouth lift into a smile that is not quite strong enough to reach his eyes. Doctor, are you cold? Yes, the cold is familiar. Grab feel probability. The echo of an echo, the reflection of words from here to the back wall of reality and back. All right, you had us all. Action, affirmative, friction, breaking growth, yes. Do you mean... The dim light glinting off the small badge he wears, James, assistant. Living growth friction, spreading outwards, spreading, stretching, yes, 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 touching, yes. Bedlam, hospital. All right then, sir. And then he is nodding and returning to his seat, somehow both more nervous, both more and less nervous. Yes, Yes, done, yes. 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 So something weird just happened. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And I, I don't know, the first time I played this, I don't think I even understood that a weird thing was happening. Oh, no. I was totally at sea. Mm. Yeah, it kind of throws you in the deep end. Um, I've particularly had... The deep I, end of the sea. The deep end of the <laughs> sea. Um, we've There have been people who have, I think, posted going like, is the game broken? Because I'm seeing these <laughs> weird things. Is it supposed to do it? And it must be a nightmare for people who use screen readers. Um, oh, yeah. sure. Uh, both this and triage's text must be kind of unhearable, unlistenable, uh, which I hadn't thought of when I, when we did this. The thing is, triage would make all kinds of sense with a braille readout. Oh. So you should adapt this game to braille. Braille. Can you do that? Is there like adaptive, like things that change? There is a thing that, there, there, that kind of thing does exist. I've seen it in movies. Okay. Um, but um, what, what I was thinking was you would have uh, triage as one of those devices um, within a life-size real-world version of the game. Wow. That's only for blind people. Wow. That sounds expensive. <laughs> it would be rad, though. It is. It would be we really actually cool. have something almost like it. Have you heard of Escape the Room? I have. We we yeah. have we have one here in Philly, and we just did it, and it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah! Did you escape? We made it to the very last lock and ran out of time because you have like <gasps> no! a, you have like an hour to do it, and we were just about to unlock that. We had just figured out the last puzzle when the timer oh. went off. So um, we should plug this on the cast, though. Uh huh. Uh, what what was the name of the place in Philly that was doing this? It's called Escape the Room. Escape the Room Philly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can I plug the one in Portland that is my favorite? What's it called? It's called, I think it's 60 Minutes to Escape, and it's spy-themed. You'd oh, love it, Ryan. That's cool. I, I probably would. Yeah. The no, you would. talked about spy themes before in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there a theme to the one in Philly? Yeah, yeah. Um, they have a couple one. I think there's one that's like based around an office. Ours was called The Cave. And mm. you start in kind of a church. And you make your way into the caverns beneath. Oh, man. That's uh, awesome. And they're not really caverns. I mean, they're rooms made up to look like them. Uh-huh. But Still. It's, it's kind of cool what you can do with... Um, 
magnetic locks and stuff mm. like that. So, like, um, I, I don't think this is giving too much away because the puzzles themselves change. But, mm-hmm. like, the cavern entrance was inside. And wow. when you it set the lock off. So, like, and then there was this big clunk and part of the wow. wall shifted. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it was it was it was cool. It was very cool. Um, yeah, okay. those are cool. Those will never come to the Midwest. Uh, we could make one. We could make one. Ryan, let's quit our jobs and make Escape the Room games. What jobs? Uh, I have two jobs now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then between the two of us, we have an average of one <laughs> job. Okay. So I'll but quit my jobs, we could, and then we'll do this. Quit your jobs. I will get a job. And quit it. Because we could make, no, we could make a I'm good Escape the Room game. We'd be rad. We yeah. wouldn't have a Braille readout <laughs> and um, a puzzle with... Um, well, we'd think of something. We would. It's not that I have no ideas right now. It's that I'm saving them all as secrets. Yeah. So that our users users our guests will be able to <laughs> solve them so should we talk to james in this game that we're playing uh should we sure if you want do you want to like look at him or oh yeah let's look at him yeah examine james uh he's easily no more than 20 with an okay. unruly mop of black hair that continually gets in his eyes the badge set high near his collar reads james Houlihan, assistant bethlehem hospital James oh. bites his lower lip as he stamps out a set of forms. Houlihan, that's Irish. I bet his father's a sully. Oh, I bet he's a monster with fur. Yeah, I bet you're right. Sully, sully Houlihan. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, a, yes, point at him. Point at James. Uh, a small beam of green light lashes out over James as Triage's screen lights up. Category living human male, utility, communication possible by speech or written word. Particulars, James Houlihan, position assistant at Bethlehem. So how do you think James feels about us having done that <laughs> right now? Um, I guess it's equivalent to when you see someone on the street and you ask Siri who they are. Mm. So he's probably not taking offense right ah, now. Ah, sure. Okay, let's let's talk to him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I implemented ask and tell. So, okay. Oh, ask him about me. Ask James about me. Well, it's certainly been a pleasure working with you, sir. And I think you can ask multiple times about things. Okay. Oh, okay. So do you want to try again? Yeah. Uh, if you, you don't, don't want to get too deep into oh, this sorry. conversation, though, because That's we, true, have, we uh, have zillion game things to... That's true. We got puzzles to solve. Uh, okay. So I just did one more. Uh, if you don't mind me saying so, uh, I think perhaps you've been overexerting yourself as of late. I worry, sir. James taps his fingers nervously. Okay. Yeah. See, clearly he's trying to hint that we should go to the Panopticon and unlock the mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. James has been texting his friends all day that we're nuts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> OMG. New head of Bethlehem is cray cray. <laughs> You know what he's texting them on is a black cube right. <laughs> with 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 a typewriter sticking out one side. <laughs> and 
it does not fit in his pocket. Uh, okay, so I guess where are the exits from here? Uh, so there was a corridor to the north, daylight to the south, and two exits to the east and west. Okay, and we don't know where anything is, do no, we? No, it doesn't Our seem it. office is the one to the north, right? Yep, that's where we came okay. from. So we should always turn left and therefore head east. Okay. Okay. Um, I although I will point right. out that if I remember from the Bronze podcast, you always get east and west mixed up. This is That's true. So just pointing yep. that out. But do we want to go east? Well, I was going to say no, east initially because I was having that grocery store thing where you always head right. Okay. And then there's the produce, except when it's not. But yeah. Um, Ryan, you can decide. This is to the up. left. Always turn left. Go east. Okay, we are headed east. <laughs> I played D&D with Emily Bogheim, and oh, yeah. he I... has a stated um, policy of always turning left. So I'm able to uh, take advantage of that by creating dungeons where the correct door is the rightmost, and every door to the left <laughs> has a trap on Has she figured this out yet? She has now when she listens to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, Emily! <laughs> You should never give secrets like that to your players. You should never say that aloud. Uh, well, now I know that she knows. Yeah, but then you end up in that whole cat and mouse, I know that you know that I know that you know that, yeah. Uh-huh. That doesn't end well, ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, archives. This room is mostly empty space. The farthest wall is lined with gleaming brass pull-file drawers and seems to go on infinitely in every direction. The entrance to the west opens onto a solid, dusty platform, which allows visitors to stand suspended above the unseen floor. At the end of the platform lies a pedestal topped with a small, inverted onyx pyramid. Triage silently approaches. Because there's one thing I know about visitors to places, it's that they love to stand suspended over an unseen floor. It's like that, that glass bottom thing over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no thank you. Um, I like uh, inverted onyx pyramids. <laughs> would, you, would you like to examine the pedestal or the inverted onyx pyramid? Um, the latter. Okay. Yeah. Examine pyramid. Matte, black, and smooth, it is securely anchored to the pedestal at its inverted apex. So it's nadir. I guess so. Yeah, in an, in an oh. inverted apex is a nadir. Yeah. That's because I feel like we're judging this thing by the standards of pyramids. When really, I don't think that's fair to it. You know, I think it's creating a whole set of expectations. Yeah. <laughs> Examine the pedestal. Examine the pedestal. It is shaped like a pulpit. On its flat surface is a small panel, and ah, and delicately balanced at its top is an inverted black pyramid. Okay. Now, isn't this the thing that we put the rod in? Uh, do you want me to say? You better, because we're <laughs> running out of time. It is not. Uh, if, we examine, <laughs> okay. if we examine the panel, uh, its flat black surface contains a dial and a small glass display. Okay. Uh, and Ex- the- oh. 
Can we examine the display? Sure. Um, a small sheet of glass beneath which runs a paper tape which disappears into the bowels of the mechanism. The glass is cut in such a way as to magnify the tape beneath it. The tape is currently imprinted with Retrieval Complete. Well, that's ominous. And if we examine the dial, the dial seems capable of being set to any number between 1 and 9, as well as the letters A through F. It currently rests at I. Okay, oh, sorry, and I believe our little key says D2. Wait, the letters A through what? A through F, and it currently rests at 1. Sorry, I misread that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it currently rests <laughs> at an impossible letter. <laughs> okay, yeah, so our little key says D2. Uh, 2D. 2D, Okay. I was close. Yes. Okay. Um, so we could ask um, triage what this is. <gasps> could we? Let's. Do you want to point at the pedestal? Yes. Um, category: non-living tool, utility, archive, interface, particular, file number, input via dial, output via paper tape, pyramid equals retrieval unit. Oh yes, pyramid equals retrieval oh, unit. It. Yeah, the classic my equation. latest album. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that. What was... were you going to say? It was Jenny. Uh, I was going to make a joke about that being like a classic. Um, oh, see, I was going to I was going to make a joke that it wasn't as good as your previous one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's um, set the dial to two, right? Okay, turn dial to two. As the dial is set, the pedestal begins to hum and the sound of turning gears can be heard. The tape beneath the printed glass display suddenly advances from, left, uh, from right to left, erasing the display. Then with a clunk, it advances one step further, revealing two imprinted on its surface. Okay. And so, then do we set it to D? Sure. Turn dial okay. to D. The tape advances a step further. It now reads 2D. Okay. Great. <laughs> this is so cool <laughs> this was hard this was very hard uh, even, even in yeah. Inform 7 this was nasty I can believe it because it has to remember the previous states and uh, and then when I did the, the 10th anniversary one I allowed you to turn dial to a whole string oh. so you can have to do each one individually uh, you stupid man and that was <laughs> that was nasty. How? Oh. And very hacky. Did you release the source? Yeah. Um that Ooh. was that was part of the, the whole point of it. Uh it's available on my website. You can see the whole thing. Okay. See the picture. name of the website. Yeah. Oh, um peccable.com. P E C C A B L E. So like impeccable except not that? It's literally that. Um it's the original root of the word. Nice. Well, the original root is peck. Okay. Because a bull is a, is a <laughs> suffix. Okay, <laughs> the, the precursor to the word impeccable, as I understand it, peck, uh, impeccable. Um, peckable, as I understand it, is a medieval-ish word meaning uh, fallible and liable to sin. Mm. That's you all over, Dan. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. It actually came out of trying to deal with my own perfectionism. So uh, we should talk sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea was, I think the original motto of the site was they ain't perfect, but they ain't bad. Nice. Hmm. Okay. 
So now that we've entered the 2D and what do we do? Do we want to go somewhere else? No, how? Tell us what to do with the thingy. Uh, well, the thingy, um, <laughs> so you enter uh, a series of symbols here, clearly, but we don't have, like, if we tried turning it again, like turn mm-hmm. dial to three, mm-hmm. uh, it would now read 2D3. Okay. And then let's try F. And then it says 2D3F, turn dial to 4, turn dial to 5. Okay, so once you enter 1, 2, 3, 4, 6 symbols, mm-hmm. uh, the tape spins forward, blanking the display, then searching, another advance, then file 2D3F45 not found. The tape oh. advances and oh. now reads retrieval failed. So we okay. need to find a six-digit file. symbol. Okay. This isn't the thing we wanted at all. This is not the thing with the key. No. No. I guess that would be too easy. Mm -hmm.